skies call. They seduce us, pulling us irresistibly upwards, reminding us to fly our own line, on our wings and in life. We are the seekers, adventurers, being one with the air, feeling everything and nothing at once. That's the magic we chase. Follow the call. Find your pure wild flight with NZ Aerosports. It's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! Back in the can, in person, for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. And as as usual, now just diving straight in. Who the fuck are you guys? What do you do? Hi, uh, we're Matt and Nick. Um, the Matt and yeah. Nick show. Yeah, the Matt and Nick show. Nice. Yeah. Leaning nice and close on that mic. Yeah, sorry, brother. That's all good. Uh, yeah, we're wingsuiters, basically. Wingsuiters. Yeah, or skydivers as well. But, yeah, we we uh, formed a team and basically fly together. You guys don't just fly together. You guys do some pretty fucking epic <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. It's pretty epic. So where, you got started in Oz? Uh, no, I actually started in Chicago, skydive Chicago. Okay. Yeah, back in uh, 2010. Way, way back in 2010. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Australia. Nick, how about you? I started back in South Africa in 2006. Okay, also an old, old-timer now. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. You look around the drop zone these days and... It's all kids. Definitely not the youngest one anymore. It's yeah. fucking all kids. Is that weird when that uh, when it starts to sink in that you're not the young buck? Yes. When and the, your dreads are, are a lot longer than they used yeah. to be, and yeah, yeah, definitely. It's weird, right? Yeah, well, I guess that happens. It does. Well, you're an old married man. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you've been married for how long? Uh, shit, I should know this. Maybe two years. Oh, we better yeah, edit maybe. edit that so the wife <laughs> no, doesn't no, hear no. it. <laughs> she won't get. It. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, it's that like is. two years official, and we actually got married uh, twice. But you, one, twice, yeah, once for us and once for the family. Oh, cool. Yeah, so nice, nice. So, how is how is married life with doing all the stuff that you're doing? Does she travel with you when you're going and doing all this epic shit you do? No, not currently. We're kind of transitioning a bit towards that. But she, at the moment, she came over for a week or two at a time and lives in the van and travels around. And what yeah. she think of that? She, yeah, she loved it, you know. There's, For a week. There, yeah, there's, you know, <laughs> she she doesn't like the cold water so much. All right. We obviously have to wash in a river. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't have a shower yet, so. All right, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. I mean, I can kind of see her point of view on that. Yeah, yeah. But, well, you guys been at this for quite a while together now. I mean, how many years have you been jumping together now? Five, yeah, five, because you guys started years. jumping together. What just after Team Azure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much. Well, we kind of started just as I was finishing or doing the last season with them, and then 
I decided that competing wasn't really what I wanted to do anymore. And then, yeah, we got more into wingsuiting. What was it about competing? You were just kind of done with it or was there something that, that pushed you away from it? Yeah, more the way that the judging was set up and It is kind of subjective, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you guys went out on a high note, didn't you? I mean, you you did really good for because you didn't compete together as a team for that long, did you? No, it was only three years. Um, yeah. No, it was real good. It was awesome competing, and it taught me a lot. But yeah, then wingsuiting and going in the mountains and hiking and stuff like that seemed more appealing. So. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. That, now that worked out with Matt. And you did you both start wingsuiting around the same time? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like I, mean, I was just doing a few wingsuit jumps before Matt, maybe, and then, yeah, I was there when you did your first wingsuit base jump. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, the I know that we've talked about this before on, on one of the previous podcasts that uh, it helped out quite a lot in the type of wingsuit flying you're doing now, your free-flying experience. Yeah. Because of the type of flying that you're doing now. And for you, it was the tunnel that uh, helped you out. In yes. the wingsuit as well. Because the way you guys fly your fucking wingsuits is like, it's like you don't even have the wingsuit on when you guys go vertical. I mean, you're just free flying. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, well, it's, I think modern day suits, they transition through all angles without losing pressure, you know. So we're, we're able to go through vertical up to uh, almost head up, you know. But, which is sick i mean you can't hold that but yeah and we can flare and it, it just gives you a lot more time to have a good time the flaring now is is i've watched the progression and that now every video you see you see just a monster flare at the end of it all yeah. um with what looks to be the softest fucking pillow openings every time exactly it's got to be nice yeah no it's great i mean it it kind of we like we go slick and you know, you feel the openings for sure. It's like you're so used to nice, soft, like beautiful flares and stuff. And yeah. Then you get back into normal skydive and, yeah. and get cracked. Exactly. Comparatively, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Long, so longevity. Both, both of you guys during the normal season, you're full time working skydivers. Yeah, exactly. Chucking drogue, shooting video, so doing AFF. Video. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of AFF. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably move just back to tandems and video now, but uh, fair it enough. Was, it was interesting getting into a bit of AFF. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it's been a while, yeah? Or did you get your rating? We just got it. Oh, we tell just... me. Come on. So you all the shit that you guys pull um, and all the gnarly stuff that you've done, how was AFF for you guys? Uh, it, it was actually stressful, you know? Like, you, you, you're getting judged, you know? I think any time where somebody's judging your performance, it, it always puts, like, a lot of strain, I guess, on you. Sure. But, um, yeah. I think almost more so for having such a long gap between, like, being judged or being taught and right. then having to be under the microscope and having someone look over your shoulder and... <laughs> Because normally you can kind of get away with being the more experienced person. Sure. And you kind of just blame it on someone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, now, but then if you have the AFF instructor, examiner, right. like they know what's going on. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they see it all. They don't leave them a shit. She was so nice, though. She was 
Who yeah. did your Who did your course? Pola. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, as long as she did a good job. Yeah, yeah. No, then what good. about taking students? I mean, that's got to be because obviously with a tandem, you're taking somebody that's never jumped before, but it's all on you, and you know what you're doing. But I remember for me, the first time I did an actual AFF jump with a student that clearly knew jack shit except what I'd taught them, I was yeah. terrified. No, for sure, dude. Like, I'm not sure how people do that day in, day out, you know. like So much pressure. Yeah, some of the guys at the drop zone that we work at, they're gurus, you know. And yeah. Used to it, I guess, but for me, it was yeah, it was daunting. When they do it full time, I mean, uh, um, a mutual friend of all of ours, Junior, um, yeah. you know, teaching people how to do AFF and then doing a shitload of AFF as well, and I don't know how mm. multiple layers of responsibility. Yeah. I know. Now, for sure, doing tandems is a lot less. Oh yeah, responsibility and like it's a lot <laughs> more straightforward. It's just but, chill. Uh, yeah, well, at least you're in charge. Uh, yeah. AFF was it was fun and it was fun to see when a student did good but it was still crazy stressful whereas as soon as you're a competent tandem instructor mm. it doesn't matter what student they give you mm. they're going to touch their toes or ball up or do nothing you tell them to do and you're like and whatever I'm I can handle this I can do it yeah. but it is very rewarding when they were good when we had fun I can't students. watch the landings yeah 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 I get terrifying watching them flare at 30 feet, mm. 40 feet, and then that let up. Sure. <laughs> so you guys had a good summer. This was this was like the first return almost to being normal since COVID, yeah? Exactly. So fucking how was the summer? Tell me about it. Awesome. Uh, it's our best again. I think every summer gets better and better, and uh, we get smarter. Um, we We get, I guess, more friends and we're open to more opportunities you know so sure. we're just out there saying yes to everything and going for it <laughs> well you guys have kind of gotten to the point now that you're you're uh, um you've made a name for yourselves for sure because um, you've got multiple sponsors you've got a sh you know you've got a huge presence on social media and and uh um, with your sponsors you're out there all the time um so what what suit are you guys flying you're flying squirrel yeah 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 so for the wingsuits we're flying squirrel gear well it's pretty much all squirrel gear yeah. for the the rigs the canopies and the wingsuits and we're flying the freak the aura and the sea race yeah. that was the three wingsuits we had with us this summer okay and i see you guys out there all the time with those so are they setting you up with uh, stuff to do or they're just kind of following what you're up to you know where are the offers coming from yeah no i think it's all our ambition we they i mean obviously we we have the suits and then we just uh, like we we do a variety of things now so we still train speed and flaring and stuff and then we do a lot of free fly base you know and then we also are passionate now towards the more alpine stuff and that's sort of new and it was super exciting this sure. year learning you know it was our first time in crampons with ice axes and stuff like that. So No shit. Yeah. So where were you doing that? Um, yeah, so we, the first little experience that we had of like proper snow and crampons was in Spain because uh, we started off the season in Spain and then with uh, this crazy, crazy guy called Alex Villa. <laughs> okay, why is he crazy? <laughs> He's the nicest 
friendliest guy. He's the best, one of the nicest people I've ever met in the sport. All right. But he's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, when you say nuts, how do you mean nuts? Well, it's probably down to the six mango locos he drinks every, every day. <laughs> those tall monster energy drinks and he's really? just yeah like I think Matt has a lot of energy but Alex has way more energy and he's just like down to do everything he was showing us jumps taking us places and just always full power nice nice um, and so he was the alpine guide so to speak yeah yeah so he started off with the he was like yeah we can go up this mountain but it's still icy and there's snow so we're gonna need crampons and an ice axe and I can give you the ice axe, but we should get some crampons and some boots. And then, yeah, we'll go do that tomorrow morning. Uh, and we're like, yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> and then the next day we were standing there on this hill that was like 40 or like 80 degrees or whatever with crampons and an ice axe. And we're like, yeah. No this, idea. This You've is, never done anything like this before. Like, yeah. Free flying. So, all right, so you, you're, you're doing this for, to get to an exit point. Yes. What the fuck do you do with the ice axe? So you fly down with it. So <laughs> we, no, but we, we'd spoken to friends and it's now like it's getting quite popular or maybe we're getting to hang out with guys that do that a lot. You right. Know? And so, like, for me, it's always been a passion. I love watching, like big mountain climbing and stuff and I've always uh, I don't know it's a dream of mine sure and so like for me it was simple I've I've seen that like a lot of our friends are into it and stuff and right. so it was a natural progression and uh yeah and so we have the ice axe and the rope and stuff and you just kind of stuff it everywhere <laughs> you can and then jump <laughs> off so the, the ice axe pretty much hangs off of the neck, like a little necklace, like a huge medallion. All right, one that can rip through your chest on a fucked up landing. Uh, yeah, I guess. It okay, could. just just checking. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's got a cover on the actual like sharp pointy bit. Well, that's good. And then we have these cool crampons that fold up pretty pretty small, and they go in the nutsack okay. of the wingsuit and. All the other stuff, the jackets and the extra food and everything else that you have to bring, kind of. Just get somewhere in the wingsuit, and then <laughs> you jump down with it. So, I did uh, uh, I did an interview uh, maybe six or eight months ago with Mo Valetto. And if you don't know who Mo Valetto is, he uh, was a fucking superstar um, all the way through his entire skydiving career. Just a badass that started way, way, way back when. Uh, designed his own wingsuits, designed his own gear, all this stuff. He did uh, uh, some of the stunts for the movie Drop Zone. Like okay, yeah. the guy is OG. Uh, and he built a base rig that was also a backpack for all his shit because he was doing backcountry hiking to get to these exit points to wingsuit off of, or to base jump off of. So he built a full-on backpack, and on the outside of the backpack is the rig with the risers that go across the entire backpack. And so he's hiking with this massive fucking backpack with a canopy on. And it, so he's jumping off cliffs with his pots and pans and shit in his backpack. And uh, that was his thing. So it just it's kind of funny that you're stuffing your wingsuits <laughs> full of yeah. an ice axe and canned goods. To <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes, like, it does. It feels a bit uncomfortable when you're s sitting on the or standing 
but then yeah as soon as you start flying you don't feel most of it sure sure but i'd be terrified something sharp would fucking be snaking its way under my leg strap or something well yeah i'm watching the flying you guys are doing and i'll tell you what this is how i know i'm getting older and older and older is i watch you guys fly and i half of the time i'm like that's badass and the other half i'm like oh god guys fucking shaking my head going Because we're friends now. We've been uh, working together for a long, long fucking time. And I watch this going, oh, oh, man, come on. That yeah. shit's scary. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, but all, all of the things that we put in the wingsuit, the one thing that the guy almost had a problem with was the boots. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because, so obviously with the crampons, you have to be- wear these like big ice boots yeah. that, that have like a very solid sole mm. so that the crampons fit underneath and... So we're hiking up this mountain, and then halfway up, the guy goes, oh, I've never really tried my boots with this wingsuit that I'm going to jump. This is crazy guy. No, no, this was his friend. Okay. And I was like, no, don't worry, you'll be fine. Like, mine fit in good. It was all good. Don't worry. And then it's like four hours to the top of the mountain, and then we get there, and we, like, relax, and then gear up, and then he's trying to get his foot in the booty, and it won't fit. <laughs> so he's like oh don't worry don't worry i'll just walk down and i was like and we're both like matt's like how are you gonna walk down you can't walk down We've, it's taken four hours to come up it's like full ice climbing at the end there's no way you're gonna go down by yourself and he's like and matt's trying and they're pulling the zipper together and they're like trying to figure it out and eventually i was like well what size are your shoes? Because maybe you can just wear mine and I'll wear yours. Because initially I was like, well, maybe I'll just go barefoot and I'll just give him my shoes. Right. And then I'll somehow put it, like I'll give Matt one boot and I'll take one boot and we'll just we'll just jump down. Because now we just need to, everyone to get off the mountain. All right. Because walking down was not an Not option. an option, yeah. Not, not really. Well, not on his own. Yeah. Fucking hell. And so he puts my shoes on and then I try his boots and they fit in my booties and then we could jump. Yeah. But he was so funny. He he looked like a like a like lost a- puppy almost, like <laughs> looking down and he can't fit the boots on and he's like it's not going to work. <laughs> you know. Like, it was dude, it was so funny. So I assume you tried your boots on with your wingsuit before. Yeah. You climbed course. I four did. hours up a fucking mountain. I yeah. did. That's, sure. I mean, well, that would be the wise thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, my booties are pretty big because I normally have the big skate shoes on anyway, so... Fair it, enough. It, it worked out. I fucking But we, we tried with all the gear on, you know, yeah. so you know where to stick it so you sure. don't get to the top and you're like, ooh. Well, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you the guy that spent an entire evening doing base exits into a pool? Yes. To make sure you had your shit straight? Exactly. I like that. See, that's Many one of the things. Evenings. That's one of the things when I'm watching your guys' video, I'm like, wait, I know these guys. We've talked before. They've told me their prep, I, so I get it. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, but it's crazy with, uh, some forethought yeah, yeah, so yeah. that i get but the whole yeah let's hike four and a half hours up a fucking mountain and not make sure that the gear is all sorted before yeah that's not so good nah well i guess he he was a bit <laughs> out of his depth there but he yeah he's but that was the beginning that was so the then, beginning then we just had the the crampons and the ice axe and then this last month in august basically then 
we went in, in Switzerland and did okay. the real big stuff. Okay. And that's when we jumped with a rope and mm. yeah. So right. you you're so having to like a thirty meter rope in the wingsuit and the ice axe. You're having and, to Jesus Christ! So you like <laughs> you need a wingsuit and, big enough for a payload and gloves. Yeah. And, no, for sure. You you almost need a wingsuit specific for that. It has a bit of extra room, but our wingsuit now it's got extra storage, but it doesn't have mega storage option and now they have that in wait the so suits. i know jack shit about wingsuits so you're telling me there's actually like pockets to keep shit in your wingsuit exactly really yeah, yeah. and so they, they've designed it so that next to your body next to the arm wing okay is a huge pocket wow basically that's like a huge zipper pocket so that you can keep a lot of things yeah. secure Stuff. there yeah well, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It makes perfect sense because, I mean, it's not like uh, there's only a few of these massive base jumps where you've got a chairlift that takes you to the top. Yeah. Um, but so it makes sense. I just never thought about it before. That's yeah. yeah, and it's getting more and more popular. And I think it actually stems from military. So they, they had to sort of design spots to stick military gear and then we well, yeah, asked isn't that something they're, storage. they're doing with military is they're using that for like insertion into you, you can wingsuit your way in now i don't know if it's fully caught on yet but i think it's they're, they're yeah i don't know i'd, I'd imagine yeah. i think the military has drones yeah exactly. they do have drones they yeah. do have drones yeah but you still gotta have come on I mean, yeah i mean you gotta try everything you gotta have boots on the ground come on man you gotta have boots on the ground <laughs> So so uh, um any any gnarly stuff this time around or was it all pretty fucking smooth anything uh, sketch any any jumping uh, into foggy stuff <laughs> No like the sketch thing was more coming back to that like high alpine stuff the climbing so the one of the jumps in Switzerland that we did was crossing a gla- like you drive up with a train to 3000 meters Okay then you get out of this little train station, you walk through a dark tunnel, and then you come out through a little hatch, and then you have to cross the glacier. And Is that, uh, that's not the Matterhorn, is it? No, uh, that, that was at uh, High Eiger. Oh, the Eiger, 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 Eiger yeah. Eiger South okay. exit. So you cross the glacier, and then it's like a climbing pitch, two climbing pitches. With all your and base it, gear. Again, yeah, we're not climbers. <laughs> Yeah, we're not, we're no, not, we're not alpinists. For for us, we were lucky. We went with our mate Rudy, and he was awesome that day. Like he guided us the whole way through, and then he actually climbed up, lead climbed, right, and got to the top, and then rigged us up two top ropes. Okay, and then we followed him up. But it's it's always like we're burning so much steam just because we're we're like a bit paranoid you know sure. a bit scared sure and uh yeah and he was he was great though he was always like okay stop relax you know take yeah. your time but yeah we had to climb like a little bit and, but yeah then you're climbing with the backpack and all your things on and these massive boots yeah and it's like probably not real rock climbing but it's pretty <laughs> intense rock climbing well yeah yeah <laughs> For well, two city boys. For, well, come yeah, on. I for mean, us, like it was. There was one point on that climb where I was like, even though I'm attached to the rope, it's like if I fall and I swing out, like I don't know what's going to happen. Sure, here. sure. So, 
I would I'd never be able to wrap my head around the, that uh, overwhelming sense of pending uh, irony if I fucking fell to my death with a base rig on my back but it wasn't actually on yeah because I tumbled down the mountain because I fucked up the climb that's the shit that's why I could never do what you guys do because that's what would be going through my head instead of just digging what was going on I'd be like this is where this shit's gonna happen this is my obituary is gonna be he fucking tumbled to his death <laughs> with a base rig before he made it to the exit point yeah no totally <laughs> but the Jungfrau as well it's like a bit more of a snow hike and so we went with our mate Tim and um, we left like an hour earlier than all the other crew and Tim it was his first time going up there as well so we were kind of finding the way but it's it's well walked through or walked out but we end up getting to the summit and then we were like oh yeah we've got to go down here and that section was like an hour and it was like full like cold wind our hands are frozen and we're like ice climbing down this <laughs> this slope while he's like in the snow body belaying us right and for us it was like all new and uh yeah it was like uh, terrifying I thought. so what happens if you do all of that and you get to the exit point and it's no bueno well in which way in any way, you get up and it, the conditions have turned on you and the cold nah, winds well, are now... that's why we have Matt. Matt's checking the weather. <laughs> yeah. nah, Matt, Matt's checking the weather throughout the summer, every day, all day. But you, obviously, on those kind of jumps, you have to pick a day that's going to be... Sure. ...in your favor. Real good. You, uh, there's like periods where three or four days in a row, normally the wind's pretty good and it's sunny, there's no clouds forecast, there's no storm, and then then it's a day to do that yeah because conditions are everything in that stuff yeah and that's why like from from early on i noticed that it's like you the weather can make or break your day you know and the more we go and the more we experience the more we understand it better and better and better and like for me i'm constantly on like three or four different weather forecasts like checking it against because a lot of the times it's not what it says but it's how you interpret sure. what it says and now we start to understand a bit more about you know where, where when it's going to be good and well and i mean at the end of the day the weather reports it's still best guess i yeah. mean it's pretty fucking accurate guess but it is best guess because yeah. all of us have seen days that are forecast to be one thing and turned out to be completely different so exactly. you, you've really got a part of it is just kind of gut Exactly. Man. And, but if it's forecast to rain at 1 o'clock, then you're not going to do that jump and try and get it in at 12 o'clock. Sure. Mm. Well, you, some people you, might. Yeah. No, you can try <laughs> no, and go no. for like full, but, full sunshine and then... And that one's hard too because you take the gondola up, so the gondola stops at like 5 or 6. So if, if you don't get back to the gondola by 5 or 6, then you're up the top. Yep. And they have mountain huts and stuff that you can kind of go to, like, emergency shelters and stuff, but it's still going to make for a long few days. Sure. Well, I saw a video, uh, um, I guess it was last year, of the crew from Team One Call doing uh, um, a night in the snow flare 
space jump down the side of a fucking mountain. <laughs> and it was the coolest thing ever because it looked like, you know the old Star Wars movie when they jump into light speed? Yeah. That's what it fucking looked like. It, and it was man. the baddest thing ever. And, uh, and again, that same voice in me, part of it thinks that's the most incredible thing in the world and the other part is just puckered up so tight I can't see straight because they're just flying through this snow and you're getting this weird vertigo kind of shit. Yeah. And, and then it dawns on you, this fucking guy's flying. No. <laughs> But it's funny you should mention that because we actually did a night jump <laughs> this year. No, because we we like spoke to Espen as well right. about that flare jump, yeah. and we did a few here and uh, yep. yeah, in the mountains, and we were training a bit and stuff, and then this year like because I watched the red glow off the rock as well, right. so I thought of the place where you see the most rock, you know? Right. And I was like, it's going to be the best place for us to do this because there's rock everywhere. Right. So straight away I was like, hey, dude, we should do it here, you know? Right. And so this year I worked so hard to get the flares, it was impossible. Like I was asking mates, la-di-da, and I could get the flares, but they were down by the water and we were always like 10 12 hours away right and then towards the end our friend was like oh i've actually got two flares so i was like okay sweet let's go nick last full moon we'll go use the flares so we drove to the spot and i uh, did the jump and in hindsight it was probably a bit more than we should you know <laughs> The jump, and I wouldn't do it again, uh, but it turned out sort of exactly how we thought. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it's, it's, it was an intense jump for sure. Oh, it'd have to be. I mean, holy but, shit. Well, it was intense just watching when Espen did that jump. Mm. And then I talked to him about it, and, of course, well, you guys know Espen. He's so low-key mm. and just chill about it. Oh, yeah, it was really cool, and I'd always wanted to do something like that and just super relaxed about it. And, yeah. and again, I'm breaking out in a sweat just listening to him talk about it. Yeah. So, of course, you guys have done that. Yeah. <laughs> of course you have. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was, that's fucking cool though right I mean uh, you say you wouldn't do it again but it's a hell of an experience no I would do the flare jump I just wouldn't do it where we decided to do it we did it in a in a crack basically because <laughs> I thought no well I thought that the red's gonna shine all over the rocks but I take it it didn't well it did but from behind <laughs> so like Nick could see quite well but me myself I couldn't see very well so I could see en enough, obviously. Obviously, because you're sitting here. But it it was, like, not like I can see far ahead, you know? So it was very, like, shoo, 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 shoo. Oh, and man. Yeah. I it mean, was. all right, so you're in the middle of a jump like that. Yeah. Obviously, you've got to keep it together because everything counts on you being able to do what you need to do. But is there somewhere in the back of your mind that's just in the moment going, oh, Yes. <laughs> like the answer is yes. I was, I was exactly doing that, man. I was going, oh, Shazer. Like, and, and then it was like, it was, yeah. And then I landed and I, I said to Nick, I was like, okay, that was stupid. <laughs> like, that's, and 
Yeah. I, I just watched this. Uh, I, I watched this series on HBO called The Hundred Foot Wave, and it's about this guy that's been trying to surf the hundred foot wave for like his entire adult life. But there's a bunch of other big wave surfers that they talk to, and one of them um, was talking about how she had just caught a wave and realized as soon as she was standing on the board, I don't fucking want to be here <laughs> I, I have no choice i got the only way to, out of this is to ride this thing and there's a fucking mountain chasing me and so to watch her try and puzzle through as you're watching the video of her doing it talking through yeah at this point i am not happy <laughs> yeah. i don't want to be there <laughs> no i i mean that's a great way to explain it that's yeah. exactly how i thought yeah because then even after we got out then we we didn't have any friends there at the time, so we we didn't have any headlights on the ground, basically. So then we opened, and then it's. I think it's worse for me because yeah. that flare is just going off still. Right. And it was shining so bright because the jump's a bit shorter than where we jump sure. normally. So the flare was still, still going. Burning. And, uh, yeah, so I couldn't really see the landing and stuff so it, it was a big field but yeah the whole jump itself was intense from start to finish the flare is supposed to be seen from like miles away yeah and then you have a flare on your foot yeah and you have to look down at the ground to see where you're gonna land yeah so much for night vision yeah. no dude i was yeah. trying to hold red, it back red light in night vision oh yeah it's all good now nah. yeah. <laughs> not, not not a flare but definitely those norwegians are a different breed oh man well see, yeah i suppose i mean it, it, you guys to me are a different breed anyway i mean some yeah. of the, the shit that you guys are up to but that i can't imagine literally from the time that you step off going oh fuck i'm in it now to the time that you're flaring to land your parachute, that's a long goddamn time to be having buyer's remorse. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's a long time. To, yeah. uh, uh, a friend, uh, Mark Norman, used to say, if you hadn't ate it, it wouldn't have made you sick. Yeah. That's what all you're thinking is, fuck, I shouldn't have swallowed that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, totally. I was like, geez. But Man. then I was like, no, nah, we're not using the second flare. So now we've still got it, so... If we find a better place. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now you guys have you guys have uh, swapped back and forth between a lot of things too, right? Because uh, I saw a couple of videos of you guys look like you were a lot tighter to terrain than I've seen you in a while. Okay. Um, was that this summer, or was this summer more free flying stuff and kind of out doing that? No, I think we we keep it mixed up a little bit. So, what we've seen. And unfortunately, like if, if you're just jumping by yourself and all you want is terrain flying, you can only go so close. Yeah, yeah. And you can only do it for so long. Yeah. So stepping back from that, having the both of us, having one leading, then the other one leading, one chasing, trying to film it rather than just being super low. Sure. And then mixing it up with free flying, jumping other suits, jumping slick doing more alpinisty stuff because like those jumps where we climbed up with the ice axe and you have the rope and stuff like that in the suit that's already enough yeah when we did those jumps you didn't even really worry about what you were doing on the jump <laughs> because the three hours build up to the jump was the excitement right right it, uh, the how wing, funny that the wingsuit base jump is the, the relief base jump yeah, was just exactly the, like, 
we're going to fly down here, we're going to cruise along here a little bit, and then we're going to open and land, and it's going to be amazing. And we're going to cry the whole time because yeah. we can't see. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you guys started flying together, uh, obviously you end up, uh, somebody's taking lead, someone's uh, back a little bit to do the filming and stuff. That takes a lot of time to build up the trust that the guy in the lead is like on his shit, right? I mean, because when you're filming, you got to focus in on the guy you're filming. Yeah, but both times, like, if you're following, you're still watching where we're going. The jumps always build up. It's never a first time. The video, right. the videos that you see, we've done that line a few times most of the time. Never an on-site. It's, it's never the first time. Often we do solos, first jump. It's kind of like a little thing we've set. Cool. Where we do solos, we figure it out. We watch each other's videos and then we can take it from there and then we can say like which way we want to go so you have an idea of what's coming up even if you're following nice nice yeah i mean and the opportunities that you guys have had in all the different places i mean it, it kind of is unlimited for what you guys can do especially at the level that you're flying now mm. and yeah and with with like the friends as well and now we all share information and everyone's helping each other so it's awesome you know it's a good community and Base jumping yeah. community is getting tight, yeah? Yeah, I mean, they, they always have been, but, uh, yeah. I mean, for us, we we just try and be friends with everyone and try and learn from everyone, and I think that's kind of what we've focused on. Awesome. And then, like, we met some amazing people this year, like uh, amazing, like, alpine guys and flyers, and there's always something you can learn off someone, mm. you know? Any big goals on the horizon? Anything, uh, any uh, um, fucking yeah, apples you're aiming towards? We're going to climb Everest. <laughs> you're going to climb Everest, huh? <laughs> no, no, I want to. Be the but... first one to wingsuit down Everest? <laughs> no, someone did. Is. Someone uh, jumped Everest already. Valerie, yeah. didn't Valerie? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Valerie. We jumped somewhere, not obviously not off the top, but somewhere off Everest. Yeah. No, I, I don't we know. don't know. I, I like I summer. I like warm weather. <laughs> yeah. no, and the, the thing is freezing is not... It's nah, not fun. No, nah, It's nah. not fun, yeah. But there's always something that happens now from the winter and stuff, and we just wait and see what comes, and yeah. Now, but the, the high alpine stuff, we only did those two jumps in Switzerland almost in the last week, just mm. before we came, mm. like to the end of the summer. So... There's definitely, we need to go back there and do some more of that. Because even though as I was climbing the Jungfrau that time, I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I don't need to do this. I've done it. After we landed, I was like, we need to do that again. Yeah, yeah. right, right. We, we could have like, done that better. Yeah. I, like well, the, the, I said the flight and stuff, I definitely want to do that again. And like Matt was saying, because like you're doing it for the first time, we were, or oh, I was exhausted. Mm. You know, you, it takes a lot out of you. And sure. we, we had a few big days in a row. And you want to train yourself to do that consistently sure. and then be better at it. And then Well, there's it. something, there's something uh, uh, I don't want to use the word attractive, but I can't think of a better word. There's something attractive about the, the misery involved 
in all of that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like I did the the hike to base camp in Everest, and I've said on the podcast before, it fucking thing kicked my ass. Like yeah. I got to base camp just a big ball of fucking whimpering goo, uh, and swore, all right, I've been here. I don't never need to come back. And I hadn't even taken the flight home before I'm like, all right, when when can I come back to do yeah. that again? Top two, fun. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just I don't know what it is. Something. Uh, People are really good at forgetting pain. (laughs) No, but it's also good to like challenge yourself and know that you, you do it and you do it better. Yeah. Because we hiked a lot this season, I think more than we have usually. Yeah. That by the end of it, we were doing hikes that before we had done in three hours and three and a half hours or something. And I remember those hikes being like very tough. Yeah. And then we did it in two hours and 20 minutes. Fitness goes through the roof, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, sweet. We can we can do that. So if I can do that and I can do that consistently, then I can go up to 4,000 meters. Sure. And then maybe I won't feel as completely fucked as I did sure. last time. Well, I'd imagine <laughs> and, it's got to be. And I'll wear better gloves and it won't be as cold. <laughs> yeah. and, and I will know that I need to bring an extra top. All right. Well, another, I mean, another extra top. It's, it's not like be... I went there with no extra top, but another one and, right. and things like that. And then, you know, it's going to be better next time. For sure. Well, and I'd imagine too, when you're doing that kind of stuff, it's awful tough to be a, a chubby Alpine base jumper. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. not going to carry around a lot of extra weight, no matter what. I mean, if you're putting in that kind of effort just to get to the exit points, yeah. I mean, holy shit. I suppose it could be done, but. No, no, it definitely separates yeah. the people that are going to put in a lot of effort compared to people that are just going to go, oh, there's a cable car, we can go jump here. Right, yeah. right. Well, Espen talked about that quite a lot is, is how easy some of the, the stuff that he's jumping or was jumping is that it's it's literally like going snow skiing. You just yeah. you land, pack your shit, hop back on the cable car, and, and yeah. you can just crank out more jump, more base jumps than you could at some drop zone skydiving. Yeah. No, is, he, he lives next door to right? probably the most prolific uh, oh, yeah. jump you could do. You he know? talked like, about him and Amber just, I mean, it's that's... Running uh, laps. Yeah, you go, hey, let's go crank out a couple of jumps and go have breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> the fuck, you know, I mean, uh, how how you can do that and, and be doing such epic stuff and, you know, 20 minutes later you're sitting at the bar, you know, having uh, a casual drink and a steak. No, it's a sweet mix because, like, you know, if you get tired of the hikes, you can go and run gondola laps and then go back to the hiking and, it like, you can find a good variety of jumps. Sure. Now, do you guys see uh, base jumping continuing to evolve in uh, the aspect of being more accepted? Because I know in in a lot of places in Europe you can do it, but like some places like Australia, I was just talking to one of the guys out there from NZ Aerosports, and he's like, it's a full game off. You're fucked if you get caught. Yeah. Like it's getaway at all costs kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's sort of like... For us, it's a mountain sport, you know, so I think in Europe, in the mountains and some places in the States as well, it's like you can't really regulate that area. Tough to stop you know? people, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Europe's pretty good on that. Yeah. that They're very liberal and they're open to people making their own decisions. Sure. And skiing and mountain climbing in general is viewed the same as base jumping. Sure. But it, I think it is getting more strict. Really? It so it's going, going the opposite direction. 
I think so. Wow. That's a well. Like, so, but you guys have had like crazy opportunities that are completely opposite to that. Like you guys got to jump off the tallest building in the world. Yeah, we did. Which fucking, I mean, come on, how yeah. cool was that? It was amazing. It had to be. <laughs> yeah. It had to be. It was well, jumping off the tallest building is for sure a dream come true, like for everyone, for every base jumper. I think even the people that we've spoken to since then, and a lot of base jumpers will come up to us and be like, "How oh, was that?" Because yeah everyone would want to do that yeah i mean it's i mean holy shit i mean uh, well and uh, the only thing that i could wrap i couldn't wrap my head around was i can i can understand standing on the side of a cliff and looking down only because i've climbed a lot and so i can have that perspective of the walls against you and and it's just open air out that way but you guys were standing on top of basically a really tall fucking needle and 360 degrees around you there is well, nothing well, he wasn't even standing on the needle. Yeah. We're, I mean, we, well, basically, he we... Was standing on nothing. Yeah. There, <laughs> there's a pizza box. Exactly. We both were. But basically, it's so small up there. Like, you can fit two people standing belly to belly, basically, you know, like in, in this round hole. Right. And so for us to jump now they have to build like a platform on there right and basically they built like a budgie perch it was like <laughs> no but seriously it was like imagine sticking a stick on top of that round thing right and then they put like a like a like a wood for our feet you know just a plank for you guys to stand on yeah so the the crossbar is like a half meter Maybe what? less than a half meter wide. Yeah. Wide. Okay. And then it sticks out like a meter off from the actual pinnacle of the building. <laughs> so when you're standing on it, looking down, you're not even standing on the building. You're basically just in free space. In thin air, dude. And on like, like a pizza box even size we, we little did, platform. We did uh, six jumps off that perch, and. It, it still didn't feel comfortable after the six. I was going to say, it's I mean, like, you've got the gear on, your your wingsuits, you're ready to go, but that doesn't fucking matter. I mean, holy shit. It, it was the weirdest thing ever, dude, because, like, your feet are there, but you're looking <laughs> straight down. Normally you've got the edge, you know, but, like, the whole time I was, like, kind of standing there. And, and so because the top of the building is, like, that little area, right? the pinnacle thing, you can only have one person at a time then matt went up first got ready and then stood on his little pizza box and then i had to climb up and get ready and then in that little area it's not like getting ready on a normal cliff so it's real difficult and you have to like squeeze into your rig and make sure you don't wait 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 hang on back the fuck up you are not in a zipped up you're not ready to jump when you get on the pizza box no, on, no, the, on pizza the pizza box, box I am. Yes. But, yes. but just below the pizza box is like, I don't know, one meter diagonal. Tube. A diameter. Tube thing. Yeah. With that plank going across. <laughs> so you have to stand, you have to basically climb up the pinnacle, open the hatch. Right. Stand on the side, drop the hatch down, and then stand on the hatch. Jesus. And then you can get ready there, and then you have to climb up so that the other person can come up. <laughs> so, so you're you're left so, standing. So he yeah. was doing it first, and he was going up there, standing up there. Then I was going up, opening the hatch, doing like getting ready, 
and that took like 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Oh, Jesus. So how long were you just standing there like looking 30 around? 30 minutes. Oh, that, no. It was amazing. Well, it's amazing. It's a great opportunity. I yeah, mean, for sure. Who, but Who gets to go up and stand on there for 30 minutes, dude? And, like, it was cool. Like, I had, like, a pole to balance and hold and stuff. So I was just sitting up there looking around at the view, enjoying it, man. Whoa. And it it was sick, dude. It gives me the release. <laughs> the whole time you're still like focused on the job and stuff like that. And yeah. well, I mean, the but, jump was epic. So you guys jump off of this building, but you didn't just jump off the building. You fucking flew basically at or through another one. Yeah. So and and then opened above the highway, <laughs> which so. is like six lanes going one way, six lanes going. And there's way. never not traffic. No, it's lava. It's lava. Yeah, it was like Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> An airdrop version of Frogger. Yeah, dude. But it was, we were so lucky, man. It was such an amazing thing. And it was even the whole thing. It was so cool. We we did basically two jumps in a shot. We did it uh, four days. So like eight jumps. And uh, four in the day, four at night. And... Yeah, it was sick. It had like to be. our mate Emma picked us up, drove us back to the to the building. We went in the bottom, went all the way back up again. And I can't even imagine the high you must have off of that. Just as you're you've just landed and you're walking back, it has just got to be yeah. fucking walking on air. Exactly. Yeah, and every time, like you pass the building, you just <laughs> you look. And it, yeah. it's awesome now because now you drive down the road and you're like, boom, 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 and you look at all these different has to things be. that you've done. And it has to be. Like, yeah, well, and you look around and you you, uh, um, you have a perspective that's unique pretty much to every other fucking human being in not just that city but in pretty much every city. You've, you've yeah. seen... You know, you that stood on the top of the tallest fucking building in the world and then just hucked off of it. Yeah, and pretty much yeah, the guys we grew up like idolizing, it, it's like we following in their footsteps. Sure. You know, so, and that's the same thing though. In like a lot of places that we're jumping in Europe in the mountains, is you end up on top of this mountain and it's taking you four hours or something to get there, and you're like, there's not that many people that have been here. No. And I would never have been here if it wasn't for jumping. Wow. I wouldn't, like, I take my hat off to the people that go up there and then hike back down. Right. Because hiking back down sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys get the easy route down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the people that just go there and they're like, yeah, sweet, we go to the top and then get a quick picture and then they turn around and go back down. Right. That's pretty, pretty brutal. That's pretty impressive. Pretty brutal, yeah. Yeah, we're so privileged, man. It's like we, we get all that bang and then the jump afterwards, you know? Yeah, for sure. And we get down halfway through the day and then we can relax at a lake and sunbake and yeah. it's the best, man. And like those high alpine ones and you see all the views, you do all the cool stuff without the agony of going down with your knees getting all buckled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the worst part of coming down from my Everest trek was every fucking step down yeah. was just, yeah, brutal. Well, and that's what they say about uh, uh, when you climb Everest for when you guys climb Everest, yeah. that the top is only halfway. Yeah. 
Exactly. So seriously, is that something you really want to do, or is it just I, to talk? I have for years, man. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. I fell in love with the lore of that mountain way back in 96, um, 97, actually, when they wrote the book Into Thin Air. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I had to go hike it and see it, and I fell in love with that and, and was supposed to go... This is the second time around I was supposed to go and then go with Skydive Everest and do the jump. Yeah. Uh, but COVID fucked that up again. Yeah. Um, but I decided as soon as I hit base camp when I was fucking dead and looking up at the mountain going, this is where it fucking starts. Yeah. This is the beginning of the climb. That's yeah. when I went. I felt amazing because I'm like, I'm fucked right now. And I know for the first time since 1997 that I don't want to fucking climb that thing. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. As soon as I got there, I'm like, nope, nope, I'm good. Yeah, it's woof. woof. Yeah. So, are you gonna like seriously? Is that something you're gonna pursue? Yeah. Really? Oh uh, well, let's see. Fucking uh, hell. Uh, it, they, these things tend to have a way of like falling into place at sure. some point. So. Sure. I'm waiting for it to come. But you know, the cool thing about something come. like that is you have a dream or a goal like that that doesn't even necessarily have to come true. It's that drive to do it, and then either you push through and you do it or you make the decision like I did that that was an amazing dream that I'm okay never achieving. Yeah. And it's still this amazing dream, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll dream about being able to do that forever, and I'll follow all this shit that happens on Everest until the day I die, yeah. um, having never tried to fucking climb that thing. <laughs> for, me, for me, it tends to be like these long-term things where like I, I see it like from years before and I don't necessarily focus all my energy at it but somehow some way like sure it starts edging towards that and then I see it when it's closer and yeah then I go for it the furthest I got with that was actually contacting a, um, an alpine training group that does uh, pre-climbs uh, to work your way up to Everest. Yeah. And you start out on this mountain and then go to this one and that one and the other thing. And I started doing the math and I'm like, all right, fuck, I'm going to have to get a lot richer <laughs> to be able to do this. And even being able to make an attempt on Everest would be like three years of hard training away. And I went, ah, that's good. No, I, uh, I don't want to try and be the oldest guy ever to climb <laughs> Everest. <laughs> Like I'm good yeah. with that. Well, let's see. There's always a way, but I, yeah. I'm I'm stoked if it doesn't happen as well. But it's, sure, it's definitely always been a a goal, and that's why, like, when we first put the crampons on, like, I was like, I've seen it in so many mountaineering movies. I was just like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> and it's like I, I almost knew how to like stick your feet on the way up sure. just from watching sure. it. Sure. Well, that's part of it, though, right, too, is if you're into uh, especially extreme sports, but anything in particular, and you pay close attention to it, and you've got any, any body awareness, you're trying as hard as you can to imitate what you saw. Yeah. So you're kind of, I don't want to say a little bit ahead of the game, but you've at least got, you're not, you know, your head's not completely up your ass. Yeah. Well, you're not clueless. Like, yeah. you, you've watched it, and you're like, okay, yeah, I get why they did that. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's then, you watch the movie Everest uh, in the one scene where they're trying to teach one group how to put their crampons on in base camp. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that guy's the disposable character in this movie. He's clearly gonna fucking die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a, a pretty epic year for you guys. Yeah, always is. Yeah, it's been a real good, and we try and do it every summer better you know like that's pretty much like a goal that i've had since i was 20 is like every summer is the best summer ever La last year was a bit of a hold on that yeah. it was a mulligan the traveling wasn't <laughs> exactly so easy. yeah but yeah 
in terms of like what we did wingsuiting and where we went that's that uh, doesn't suck well and then you get people like me who get to live vicariously through the stuff you're doing because i don't want to do what you do but i i love the excitement of thinking about it and oh that would be amazing and and uh there's something about knowing that if i trained and i had access to guys like you i could learn to do some of the stuff you do if i wanted to and just knowing that you kind of have that option is enough for me to go okay i'm good <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think, like, watching people now, it's becoming, uh, I don't want to say easier, but it's like people are smarter with it now, you know. It's like now the progression is 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 there. It's like you can go and get it. Well, it seems to be. It seems to be like uh, base jumping um, is going the same direction that canopy piloting did back when the high performance stuff first started coming out, and stilettos and bat wings and all that. And people were hooking themselves in left, right, and center. uh, And then people started going, "Oh, wait, we should probably teach people how to fly their parachutes before they're doing this kind of stuff." And now you've got all these amazing canopy courses. And it's not that people aren't still hooking themselves in, but it's that people have access to dramatically more thorough training than they ever did before and it's got to be the same with you guys but it's more of a community thing you know i mean although i know that there's base courses out there yeah and like everyone's smarter now like now it's all numbers like fly sites like lasers everyone's starting to get more switched on with sure conditions and time of day to jump and it's like there's really no bad exit there's just bad conditions sure sure i mean when you get to a certain level it's like you know it's a conditions-based sport and it's like if you don't put yourself in the corner then i mean there's always a way to make a good jump well and you kind of learn from experience too right because i mean you guys have told me about a couple of jumps where you weren't exactly in the corner but you were definitely heading that direction and and ended up kind of pulling it out and you land from those going oof, okay lesson learned exactly yeah but i think we're so far along that like you said with the canopy piloting you can there's no excuses for young people or young in the sport to go and do it in a silly way yeah there are courses there are people that you can approach you can ask and you can look back on everyone else's experience and their progression sure and then you don't have to make all of those mistakes well and we finally kind of gotten to a point where because all that training is out there if you are the guy making the idiot choices you're looked down upon you know there used to be a time when that was just the ballsy guy he's out going for it and now it's oh this fucking moron again Uh, totally because if you see on the base fatality list now someone with 150 jumps yeah you're like well uh, well yeah we we could have probably avoided that one yeah is the list shrinking or is it getting it is, bigger yeah. is it that like so congratulations this, this i think good. yeah like for for like a breakout sort of now everyone can go after corona and stuff like that to me it seemed like it was i kind of thought there was going to be a spike because of exactly that people uh, are a year down you know mm. and, and uncurrent and mm. but yeah, I think all in all, I think it's people are getting yeah, smarter, man. There's there, there's still there's always going to be a, of course. a few outliers, you know. And like even for me now, it's like you you try not to get over 
Salas with the advice, you know, because a lot of the times people won't listen, you know. Sure. Well, unsolicited advice is rarely ever taken. Yeah. If somebody yeah. comes over to tell you what you're doing wrong, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's learning to be smart enough, and and especially with guys like you that are clearly going out of your way. And and I've had a, a bunch of pot, uh, comments on the previous podcast where again we talked about stuff like you jumping in the swimming pool over and over and over again and being safe in that regard that sticks with people, you know. And they're like, oh wait, these are the guys that are fucking doing this amazing shit that I'm watching that I want to do, and this guy spent a whole night jumping in the swimming pool doing belly flops because he wanted to make sure he had the fucking exit down that's badass you know and so that's kind of that's all right that's the guy i want to ask advice from you yeah. know? so that's very cool yeah we've been we've always been lucky like we've had a lot of good people around us and we learned that from sure our friends you know like our friends are some of the most like trained yeah accomplished guys so it's like there's only one way to do it, I think. How many base jumps apiece do you guys have now? Yeah, we don't log, so it's kind of tough. I like, it'd be pulling a cat out of a hat. I'm not sure. Ballpark. Uh, it's not that many. Yeah. It's well, like, I would say... I have none. Eight, 800. Yeah, maybe around 800. Seven. That's a fuckload of base jumps. I don't want to say anything official. I yeah, know. yeah. Well, I so I equate a lot of base jumping, unless it's urban base jumping, I equate base jumping with learning how to skydive out of a Cessna. It takes a long fucking time to get every jump. Yeah, yeah so if you think about it, this season, I think I said we did like 130 jumps. Jesus. Is that with rat... Uh, here or is no that... no just the summer in Europe okay just in the three months well that's good that's a lot it. of jumps yeah but we go hard man like we're like I I'm crazy like I when I'm there I'm like trying to jump as much as I can sure. so it's like I we're I jumping almost every day yeah at least once often or mostly twice and then sometimes six times I fucking yeah. OD on adrenaline <laughs> Yeah, well, it doesn't, yeah, it's not even, like, now it's, like, the whole experience. I just want to explore everywhere, you sure. know, and it's, like, we, we're hiking up cool places, and then the next corner, you're like, whoa, this right. is so sick, and then the next corner, you're like, whoa. Well, it's it. funny, because I talk about uh, um, base jumping like most people would talk about skydiving, because I'm used to skydiving, you know, you don't even think about it when you're rolling out of the airplane anymore, you've been doing it for so fucking long, yeah. but... I have no experience with what you guys do, so I look at it exactly like a non-jumper would to a skydiver. It's, oh, my God, you must just be soaked with adrenaline. And at the yeah, end of the day, yeah, you're like, exactly. well, that was pretty fucking chill. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, That was a relaxing base jump down the side of a mountain. Yeah, well, there are ones. Yeah, I, think, I have no doubt. Sure. There's now, cruisy ones, you know. But, the, but, yeah, for me, it's just exploring. I nice, love it. Nice. Like around every corner and the more you go like even we went back to a spot this year in the Dolomites and it was like we went there when we first explored outside of Brento you know it was our first like little spot hiking and finding spots and it was so sick to go back there and see it with our eyes now you sure. know and, and see different uh spots and opportunities and uh, old spots and it, it was it's just awesome because every time you go back it's like you see it with a 
new pair of glasses. Sure. Yeah, a new perspective for sure. That's awesome. Well, so now it's back to the grind for you guys. Yeah, nine to five, bro. Oh and man, chucking drugs and shooting tandem videos and trying not to get puked on. Exactly, yeah, but nice. it's it's like we don't get a break, man. It's just yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair no, enough. We, we also don't get puked on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been puked on a couple of times. I have a once. Times. Once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, I don't you? recommend it. Never. Yeah. No. no, I have once. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Oh. I had a, a, a radio host um, for uh, AM radio came out and she wanted to do a, a tandem and she wanted to be mic'd up for the whole thing. And I'm like, well, all you're going to hear is through the whole yeah. thing. She's like, that's okay. We'll see what we can get. I'm like, well, maybe you'll be able to hear something under canopy. So, yeah. So we do the jump and, and uh, parachute opens up and you hear me asking the standard question. All right. What'd you think of that? And right out of her mouth, she says, I think I'm going to be sick. So I say, okay, if you're going to be sick, just aim down. Well, right in the middle of down, she let go facing forward, and you hear the uh, just her letting loose for probably a good solid 15 seconds, 20 seconds. And then the next thing you hear is me saying, did you have bananas for breakfast? Oh, no. Yeah, because that's what it tasted like. Oh, <laughs> she yeah. caught me with my mouth open. <laughs> oh. So yay, yay for tandems! Oh, dude. <laughs> so let's uh, let's give a shout out to sponsors. We got Squirrel, yeah, big time. Squirrel, uh, NZ Aerosports. Nice. Hey, we just happened to be on a podcast that's run by NZ Aerosports. Yeah. Bravo to NZ Aerosports. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Exactly. That's the good thing about being back from the summer. We get to fly the the canopies. Sporty right. little fuckers. It was no it was exciting. It's, it's, it's always, always exciting. Awesome. I bet. When we come back from flying 220s. I bet. Flying a layer. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to it be. Is. So right. NZ Aerosports. Dirty Habits. Dirty Habits, still my favorite fucking company name ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're still with us. Um, Time Fly. Time Fly has been amazing this season with the helmets. Awesome. It's also really cool to see because, uh, I love saying this though, because so many people are jumping the, the TFXs, the actual rated helmets. Right. So... It's the first time in base jumping that people are actually jumping helmets a, that are going to protect them. A proper rated helmet, not yeah. just decoration. Exactly. Yeah, fair enough. That's good. Well, fucking hell. I mean, that's. it sounds like you had a hell of a season. What? It sounds like you had a hell of a season. It sounds like you jumped the fucking hell out of a bunch of mountains and the tallest building in the world and all of this stuff, and you've got plans for just an endless string of summers to continue doing this. So Exactly. How do people follow this shit? How do they find you guys? Where is the Mac and Nick show other than YouTube? On Instagram. Yeah. And then you can find us on Instagram individually. And what are the – so is it the Matt and Nick show, Instagram? Yeah, the Matt and Nick show on Instagram. <laughs> awesome. And then – Nicholas and Matt, yeah. Matt Munting and Nicholas Calabrino on on Instagram. All right. Speaking <laughs> of, YouTube, uh, it, does the wife have a problem with the fact that you have a a, a non sexual life mate with you? No. Is no. there no, jealousy but, involved? But, but we've did we did real good this summer because we had separate vans. Yeah. So, so we had our own space. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't the whole full on life mate thing no. this year. No. Awesome. No, I bought really? I bought a brand new big van and I'm really frothing. <laughs> Because 
I'm going to build it up so the missus can come along and have a hot shower. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that that way you can guys share a little bit. Yeah. I always wondered about that because, I mean, as soon as the summer hits, you guys are gone and it's you two. Uh, and I always wondered what the wife would think. Oh, no. fuck. I don't have a husband for the next four months, five months. Yeah. He's just gone. <laughs> no, nah, she, she's super chill always. Awesome. Legend. Awesome. Guys. Thanks again for, for coming in the studio, sitting down before you you go out and, and work a, a yeah. long, hard season. But I'm glad you had a, a badass summer. Yeah. Thank but you. fingers crossed we might do some cool stuff this season too. I want to hear about it. We'll get you back Let's in. See. I, I want to hear about this shit. And as soon as you book Everest, I'll at least hike to base camp and, yeah. and wave at you, okay. as you as you go through the ice fall. Uh, it could be a few years. All right. All right. <laughs> it might be 70. I might be. I might be. All right. So the Matt and Nick show on Instagram. We'll see you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Peace. You beauty. All right. That's it. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void in the Can brought to you, as always, by Fuck Yeah. NZ Aerosports, brought to you by Summit Parachute Systems, Jarrett Martin and the family, building badass pilot rigs and giving kick-ass rigging courses. So check them out at summitparachutesystems.com, by pussfoot.com, the extreme sports collective. He's listening to this crazy fucker now, Mr. Casserly, pussfoot.com. Uh, and by me, the fucking pilot, as always, the fuckingpilot.net or the princesspilot.com gets you all the links to every podcast, and there's a bunch, and then both the books. We'll see you next time.
Damn. <laughs>